Guys, we're so excited about this episode, and guess what's tomorrow? Tomorrow is sale day. Tomorrow is sale day, April 15th at 1399 Midway Road, Smithville, Tennessee, our very first sale. Natalie, are you excited? I am so excited. We will see you all there tomorrow at 8 a.m. Show starts. I keep saying show. Sale starts at 8 a.m. It's going to be a show. It's going to be a show. Yeah, we're going to be entertaining. And it's going to be fun. And guys, get there early. We're opening doors and it's going to go fast. And four hours only. Four hours only. And we may sell out. Before the four hours We've is had up. lots of, lots of interest yeah. in people telling us they're going to be there. So get there early. We'll see you there tomorrow morning, 8 a.m., 1399 Road. Smithville. Hi, I'm C.G. England. I'm Natalie Stout. Welcome to the Roommates Podcast, where we talk about being local business owners, small town life, and saying yes to new adventures. Today we're talking about learn to detour. What happens when it doesn't work? Let's be honest. We have to be honest on what we're going to do or what we need to do when things don't go how we planned. Because not if things don't go how they're planned. When. 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 Things don't go. Because it never goes. It doesn't. Michael says, uh, man plans, God laughs. Yeah. So listen, you've got to be ready to detour when your plan doesn't go as you thought it would. And you've got to learn how to reposition yourself. You've got to learn how to keep going. Let's talk about something that is a... Yeah, let's let's come back. a sensitive subject. Yeah. Like, failure. Yeah, failure. Like, let's... let's And that's saying, Jimmy, like, need to talk about this, you know? Like, yeah. let's go back to originally when you moved back to Cookville. Originally, you had a total different business model. You were still going to be in retail mm-hmm. to an extent. Mm-hmm. Had a partner. Had the partner. That was one of those, you know... Didn't work out. Didn't work out. Didn't work out, guys, the week before we had planned our grand opening. She backed out. The week. The week before. And they had inventory. They had had a a place of business. They had had a a space that we worked hours, I mean, all through the night getting it ready. We had inventory in there. And she said, you know what? I don't want to do this. (laughs) We already had, like... Everything was done. I mean, like, can you imagine, like, kick in the gut? Like, and, I can feel it, like, right now, talking about it. But it was like, what do you, what do you do? You, you detoured. You repositioned. And it was so hard. And I take things personal. And I trusted people. And I care. And I'm sensitive. And all these things. And let me tell you something, that not working out was the biggest blessing ever in my life. Ever. And at the time, you can't say it. At the time, you cannot say it. I'm drowning at the time. And, but you repositioned yourself. Yeah. You, you detoured, you went, you were like, and it was, like I said, we all went, we've talked about this before, we went to dinner and it was like, I was like, open a store. You know how to do this. Like, you know. But when it was happening that week before she tells me this and I'm like, what do you mean? That's not an option. We're doing it. We've already done all the hard part. And she was like, no, I don't want to do it. So then me and Bridget and my parents, and you may have been there too, Natalie, I don't don't remember, remember, but we went, me and Bridget loaded up everything 
and, yeah, and to and get back easy. to my parents' house. And my parents came several times with trucks and trailers. Yeah. And it was it was awful. It was awful. It was emotional. It was awful. I was embarrassed. I had failed. I had told people I was going to do something, and then I didn't do it. And that was in, um, I believe that was August of 14, and then CG's opened that November. Yeah. So we very quickly had to pivot and had to come up with a plan. And I had great friends right. and great family that were like, you're going to be fine. We're going to do, are you crying? <laughs> no, but it's, it's a, it's a it lot. Awful. Like, it's just like, I, I remember, like, awful. you sit here like during the headlights and you're like, God, like, cause you go back to it. Like, you know, Why and it's like, is this happening? And it's like, how did I? How, How did you did get through I that? Get through you know? that, yeah. I and know. like, because like now, like even now, you know, like it's things, you yeah. know, like it, it's hard, and you know, but you went through it. You and do, and you've got to do like when something like that happens. When you get a low blow like that, like, okay, what are we doing right now? I got to focus on today. What needs to be done today? I'll worry about my future when I get through whatever's going on today. Yeah. So that was a failure. Yeah. And then, you know, a couple months later, CG's opened, and obviously the rest is history, and it was a huge blessing that it didn't work out. And I'm so grateful that it didn't work out. But when you're going through something, you can't see that. Um, Learn to detour. Let's Learn talk to about, detour. You, do you have any oh, failures, yeah. Natalie? Do you have any well, failures? No, I'm perfect. No, just kidding. No, absolutely. Um, we've had two offices that have not worked out with their LT firm, you know, in different scenarios and different forms. Um, one of them... We had to close down shop, and it was tough. And it was, you know, making a decision. We made the decision, you know, had another broker running it to close down the shop because it wasn't running right. And it, it wasn't, wasn't running right. And, and it your was, name is on the wall. Oh, our name was on it. And yeah. it was so hard. It was so hard for Kim and I to do it. But we had to make that decision for the betterment of the company to say, you know what, this is kind of embarrassing to have to shut it down. But it's also kind of embarrassing if bills aren't getting paid and things aren't getting done. So, you know, that office shut down. That was a, you know, oh, kind of a blow, you know, a little bit. Sure. Like we tried to make it work and it didn't. Um, and then, you know, we went on down the road and, you know, another office, you know, ended up going a different direction. And, you know, and there's been times that we've trusted people that we probably shouldn't have trusted. And there's been, you know, and again, that you come back and you get that kick in the gut and that, how did we let this happen? You Looking know, back where did you, were there warnings and red flags? Looking back now. Yeah. And I still can't see them as much. You now people around me and especially with the last office that it went through, um, I had, um, a couple of people who were very dear to me in the office say, Natalie, you didn't see this was coming. Like you didn't see this. And, it, and t- they'd say the same thing to Kim. And it was like, but no, we were told no, because I take people on their word. Right. And I was told it wasn't going to happen. And I was told that, you know, I was told something specific. Yeah. And, and you that, trusted. And I trusted yeah. that that was the way it is. And I understand that things change in life. And honestly, now I have complete peace about it. And I think that's just getting older and going on. But, you know, you just go, you can't really take people on their word. And you can't really, you know, and sometimes, you know, and basically, you know, you, your circle of trust is very small. Mm-hmm. And, um, but yeah, no, I, I, I didn't see it because I had all the, you know, mm-hmm. but yeah, I had, I think what makes it worse is when there are people who you still trust and, and love and that, and that said, you didn't see this coming. Right. Like you didn't. And I'm like, why didn't you say why anything? Didn't you say and I'm like, <laughs> Natalie, have you ever tried to tell me?
tell you anything? And I'm like, oh, yeah, maybe I should look in the mirror, you know, like, you know, they're like, there was no telling you. And I was like, because that's when I believe in somebody. And when I I have that, like, I'm believing in them, you know, nothing else is, you know, going to go wrong. You know, I'm believing in and and you can't always have that, but but again, it, it is one of those things. But no, I didn't. Um, but no, I mean, yeah. Looking back, I like maybe I said, you I should have. maybe I should have, but I maybe still kind of in my mind, I'm like, no, because I'm taking somebody yeah. on their face value. Yeah. But anyways, but you know, yeah, you 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 detour, you pivot, and it yeah. ends up being better it in does. the end than you think because you know that sent us back to our original business model. That sent us back to a new commission structure that mm-hmm. sent us back into being more, you know, hands-on. There's just so much that, like, it sets you up for in the future, and you find the good in it and the blessings in it. And well, if you don't, then you're... Oh, it's going to eat you alive, yeah. and it's going to ruin you, but and you can't let it ruin you. you in it forever. Yeah, and Kim and me, like, we again, we have a great partnership, and it's just been, you know, again, confirmation, you know, like, she would say something, I would say something, and we both were thinking it or praying about it, and it was like, okay, ding, we're right, we're on the right track. Right. So, yeah, and it's just set you up for learning in the future, I mean, and... I, like I said, uh, you know, you, you got to learn to detour. You got to learn to take those losses, those failures, and turn them into, you turn them into, you know, to a win. Yeah. You can. I, you can take every loss and failure and somehow turn it into a win. Yeah. And, and, and a learning experience. And to me, a learning experience is a win. Mm-hmm. Like it's going, okay, I learned this. Now mm-hmm. I know. Yep. Now I know. I had another failure. Should we talk about another failure? Let's talk about it. And you probably forgot about this. Remember when I bought a salon in my hometown and I was going to do salon and a clothing store? Totally forgot. forgot about that. Yeah. So I bought um, a salon in my hometown, not the building, just like the contents and the equipment. And then I was going to put a clothing store and a salon. So I went to uh, Tracy from Locks and, and learned about booth rental versus commission. And then I talked to my friend, Brittany Dyer, who owns University Barber. And, you know, I did my due diligence of research of um, the the hair world because I'm not a hairstylist and never worked in a salon. Mm-hmm. And then I was going to put my clothing store in there. Well, my hometown is Whitwell, Tennessee, and it's about an hour and a half from here. And I would go down every Wednesday and kind of check on things. Um and it didn't work. And I'm not going to go into why it didn't work because there was some not great stuff going on and it was bad. Um, but basically people weren't doing what they said that they were going to Again. do. Yeah, you go back to that. Right. And I was told that people would do things and they gave me their word and then they didn't deliver. They overpromised and they underdelivered. Mm. And I had no okay. track record with these people. So, you know, you and I trust each other going into roommates because I have a successful track record. Yeah. You have a successful track record. Right. Friends. Um, I went into business and didn't really know these people and just didn't know their work ethic, didn't know their style of customer service and blah, blah, blah. So that was something I was so excited about. And I like advertised the heck out of it and bought my sons and had t-shirts and did all this advertising in my hometown, got billboards, the whole nine, and then it flopped. So once again, you know, I, I thought I did my due diligence by talking to salon people here, but my hometown 
there's just not the support there for my vision. Yeah. Everybody goes to Chattanooga. Yeah. Everybody goes shopping in Chattanooga. Everybody drives 15 minutes over the mountain to do their business. And what my vision was, I've been out of that town for 18 years at that time. So Mm -hmm. I didn't know. No. I was wanting to make it something that it wasn't. But you know what? For those, um, I think it was like nine months, every Wednesday I got to spend time with my grandma. So, like, that's what I look at that as was one day a week I got to spend an entire day with my grandma because the salon was at the end of the street where she lives. Aww. So, like, that's time that I would have never spent with her. And she's still alive, and I spent this past Sunday with her. But I'm, I'm looking at it. I've got to find my bright side, and my bright side is I got to spend every yeah, single Wednesday with my grandma. That you wouldn't have done if, if, you, if you hadn't had that. So, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, follow, you know, I mean, following where God leads you is never easy. And that might have been his plan all along That's was it. that you needed that time that with her. That forced me to go spend time with my with family. Your, with your family yeah. that you wouldn't have done. And, yeah. you know, and, and if you haven't read the book. Green Lights by Matthew McConaughey. I have not. Oh, first of all, I think you should do the audio book because he reads it to you in oh, his that's voice. Fun. Which I didn't do that, but I could only imagine how amazing it was. I read the whole book in his voice in my head. Um, <laughs> but it's a very easy read. It's a very quick read, and it really gives you a whole new perspective of Matthew McConaughey. Like it's a best-selling book, and it's just like I've never he, even heard of it. And and you really like you know it goes into his failures that he had and even after being successful in business like or in his you know movie business the the failures behind the scenes that he went through and anyways I could go on and on about that book because it was such a great book but I do think he he very much talks about pivoting detouring Um, I'm pretty sure detouring is in there like a couple of times talking about it and it's just, it's such a great book. So if you, you know, go get that book, read it, and you'll you'll come out with a new perspective on a lot of things. So um, learn, basically what we're saying is you got to learn something and take something away from your failures, right? Yeah, exactly. You exactly. Um, You know, we started, you know, Roommates, you know, as a pretty big side hustle investment. And um, with what we've learned over the years getting older, it's helped us learn how to, you know, manage the stress of it. Sure. You know, like I, f- I feel like that, you know, when we talk about, you know, this venture has been a little bit less stressful. Because of our past. Because of our past. Because of our successes and, and our, our failures. failures. Exactly. Yeah. And that's where, you know, I really feel like, again, roommates has not been as, it's been more of a fun thing, even though it is a big investment and it is a big undertaking. It's been more fun. It's been more... Um, stress-free because we kind of already know what to expect. And again, we're going to run into failures with this as well. We know that. We'll just be prepared for them. And we know the attitude to have. And we're in a different space in life. You know, we're turning, we're 40 this year. I'm I'm about to turn 40. You you already beat me there. But we're at a different space in life and like we do realize what's important, what's not important. Things we used to think we wanted, we don't want anymore. We literally, both of us, like, send each other, like, positive things on social media, like, you know, all the time. Yeah, exactly. We listen to positive podcasts. We do daily devotions. We share them with each other. We choose to we choose to have a good our attitude. mind yeah. by drinking water, um, you know. Working out. Working out. Oh, we were walking in today, and I told CG she was walking in. I was like, you look great. What have you been doing? And she was like... 
I've been eating right and I've been exercising. Yeah, and upping my water intake. And like, I'm 40. Like, it's, I'm not, I'm 39, I'm 39, I'm 39. Uh -uh. It's time to take (laughs) things serious though. And, you know, I'm not, you know, at Chili's or Logan's drinking Roadhouse teas anymore like we were. When we were 20, yeah, (laughs) I know, right? But we're fueling, my whole point is we're fueling our mind and our body well, your body fuels your mind. You know, yes. your gut. Your gut health is so important. Yes. And let me just tell you, I love a good cocktail as much as anybody, but you can't drink them every day and you can't eat crap every day. And operate at the level you need to. And and, and not get up and physically move around and expect to be successful. You won't be. And you you may for a short time, but your health will catch up with you. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have your health, you don't have anything. And Kim and I are big believers in, you know, um, in, in physical health, you know. And if you if you know my business partner, who's like fifty four, and she looks twenty five, she's amazing. She looks amazing. <laughs> I mean, everybody thinks we went to school together. I'm like, no, it's fine. She's just <laughs> a little bit older than me. It's fine. Um, but no, like she takes good care of herself, though she does drink a lot of water she does watch what she she move movement is huge staying active is huge and you know even if it's just 20 minutes a day you know there's things you can do like get off netflix like you know at night read some inspirational stuff instead of sitting there watching a series get some sleep sleep is huge if i don't have sleep oh goodness like you know but you it's bad if I don't have sleep. Same, but you can't sit on your phone at 10 o'clock at night or watching a Netflix series at 10 o'clock at night and not go to bed until midnight, 1 o'clock in the morning, get up at 6 a.m. and expect to feel good. Yeah. So, you know, go on a walk. Get off your phone. You know, I mean, and getting off your phone is so huge and detaching. And I remember, because whenever I do go to the gym, and I, I do go to the gym and work out like three to four times a week, and I run too, and Michael is a runner, as you all know, CG's husband, and so I've always asked him for the past couple of years for his playlist because, you know, like I know he's got some hot music and I'm like, and he's all into like the new stuff out and I'm not. And so I'm like, hey, like what's your playlist? And I asked him this um, like probably about a month ago. I said, hey, shoot me over some new tunes. It had been a while. He was like, honestly, I don't have any. He said, I've been running without my headphones and my phone. And I'm like, is it you do what? You're running 20 like miles without your yeah, phone he or like headphones. Hundred miles a week. He's like, yep, yeah, just like me and God, and just like me being out there. And like, I'm like, wow, like that has to feel good. Though. I know, I'm sure during it sometimes, but I know, like when I work out, I, I have a lot of my, going on in my mind, especially when I run. But I always got the music. But you know, I really can't imagine like. But that's his detach. He's detached yeah. from his phone. I'm so proud of him for he that. Has his best thoughts. And, like, his greatest ideas. He told me that. He really does. He'll come in, and I always laugh because he'll say, hear me out. Like, that's his tagline. Hear me out. When he's coming in from a run, and then he'll tell me something. I'm like, that's a great idea. You should totally do that. But he's detached. And he, it's just him and God. Yeah. He's not attached to his phone. And he's like, people probably think I'm crazy because I'm out there, like, talking out loud to God, but, you know, he doesn't care. Well, and it's like the same goes for me when I'm out riding horses, and that was one of the things that riding gave to me was that I I would put my phone down, you know, when I rode, Mm -hmm. and I wasn't on my phone. So it was like, you know, that I would go to my, especially when I was taking lessons back like six years ago, and I would go in and I would, my phone wouldn't be with me for about an hour and a half. Mm -hmm. I'm a real estate agent. Right. I'm available to everybody deal. at every second of every day. And so putting my phone down for an hour, hour and a half was like 
it's a oh, luxury no. and it's self care. But it's self care, and so that was one of the things. So I, I do get what he's saying mm-hmm. by the whole, you know. Now I do keep it with me on my side when I'm riding by myself, or like I'm, you know, somebody's not there in the arena with me because in case I get hurt, it's attached to my hip. You know, like yeah, I can call safety. somebody because you never know. You know, yeah. but I don't. I, I try to detach and let that be my time with yeah. like God and and my my thoughts and just relaxing and breathing and not, yes. not being on my phone. Find something that you can do that doesn't involve your phone. Yes. Like when the day is over, when you're home, cook dinner, you know, I, I will cook and like listen to a podcast on my phone. But then when we sit down to eat, I don't touch my phone until I turn on my alarm at night. Yeah. Like I don't touch my phone after my dinner podcast. And then I try to ride my bike in the morning and like listen to another uplifting podcast. Yeah. Um, and do that with your significant other. I used to think it was so sweet, and we haven't done these, like, little date nights in a while because, like, we're, we've got busy. a million things going on, um, Clark and I do. But, you know, like, there were times he would take me on a date, and he would leave his phone in the car. That's so nice. And he would leave it, and he would, because it was like, yeah, wow. Like, you, you know, like, you yeah. know, you look over at dinner, like, what? go out. Next time you're out to eat, look around and see who all's on their on phone. And, like, so he... I'll never forget the first time he did it because I kind of, because he's a lot like, you know, even before he was in real estate, he sold things for a living and had cattle and people were always calling him and, and yeah. animals, everything. And so running a farm and a business, it, but he left his phone yep. in the car. And I was like, but the whole time we were at dinner, he was engaged. And of course, that made me keep my phone to the side. Yes. Of course, here I am again. I'm a real estate agent. I'm like, I can't leave my right. you know phone in the car. Right. But I... Like, it was so nice. And it was such a nice so gesture. Nice. So, like, I, yes. that just, it, it meant a lot to me, you know? Um, yes. So, yeah. Yeah, you can get a lot done and when you focus on the task. when And, you know, you can, it's so easy to get overwhelmed. But if you just unplug, like, we hear that term a lot, unplug. Yeah. No when to really detach. No, no when to, to detach. detach. Yeah. And I think, you know, life is messy and it's hard, like we say. But, you know, it's what we make it. You have to choose happiness. You have to choose to plant positivity choose in your brain. Choose joy every day. You have choose to. It. It's but a choice. You have to. And I'm getting so much better about that as life goes on. Yeah. Because I can get really overwhelmed and stressed with all the things Same. I have going on, and so can you. But, it, yeah. it, you know, just it is what you make it. Find joy. It find joy in the process. Don't look for happiness or, like, that's not the end detour. Like, find Gratitude. joy. Just find joy in the everyday, every, just Find joy. Gratitude. I'm going to so. tell one more story and then we'll wrap it up. I used to mentor young ladies um, coming out of addiction. And I told one years ago, and I, I, t- I would tell them all this. I would say every morning when you wake up, whether you're in this rehab facility or whether you're through the program and at home in a year, when you wake up, take a deep breath and say, thank you, God, that I'm alive. Thank you, God, that I'm not in a hospital fighting for my life. Thank you, God, for this electricity and this hot cup of coffee I'm about to make and this hot shower and this car that's going to take me to a job. Thank you, God, for the job. Like every little thing, just as soon as you wake up, start thanking him. 100. And I I do that. I do that too. And so I ran into one of the girls years later and she said, Miss CG, I still thank God every time I wake up. And I thought, that's, That's awesome, and I hope that she shares that with someone else. Yeah. And I'm not tooting my own horn. I'm telling you my secret. Yeah, Like, I am happy. I yeah. am grateful, and I'm grateful for every little thing. Yeah. Because I would tell them, you can just as easily say, oh, i got to go to work this morning. Oh, yeah. you know? oh, I feel terrible. I didn't get enough sleep. Yeah. Oh, I mean. But I there, you're not in jail. Yeah. You're not in a hospital. you got 
electricity and a shower and a cup of coffee and a car and a job to go to. So like many all of those to things are blessings. And if you turn all of those things into, in your point of view, a blessing and you're grateful for them, your life will change. Yes. The end. Your life will change. So. Great, great place to stop. Yeah. Great place to stop. Thank you guys for tuning in. We are having so much fun with these. And uh, we will see you guys on the uh, next episode. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks for joining us today. We'll chat with you again next week.